Welcome to the Heart and Home Podcast. We're your hosts, Shannon and Ashley, and we're here to connect with you on all things related to parenting and marriage and everything in between. We want to try and shed some light on how all the normal pieces of our lives can be impacted by mental health and just try and provide some solidarity and community. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we just want to say thank you for your patience with us. We know that we're still learning um, how to do podcasts and the technicalities of the audio. So I know some of our episodes, we sound maybe a little bit louder and some are quieter. So thank you for your patience. (laughs) Yeah, neither of us are techies. So we're working through it and we appreciate you hanging in there with us. So today we are talking about guilt Guilt is definitely, I think that um, when you and I talk about our topics each week, we think about what, you know, kind of happens in our daily lives. And guilt is something for me, I know for sure, presents itself in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So I was going to say the same thing, that, that guilt really manifests in different ways in our lives. And there's so many different forms of guilt, like, you know, mom guilt or um, you know the ability to say no or feeling like you're not doing enough um, and that can really feed into our mental health and things like anxiety disorders and depression and um, just create this spiral of of really just self-sabotage almost for sure it's (laughs) extremely destructive and I think if you already have like an anxiety disorder or if you already struggle with something like depression then guilt just almost even further accentuates that and makes it, you know, makes it harder. So um, there's a lot of different ways I think we're going to talk about it today. First, because we are parents. I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about the mom guilt and how I can remember just even when I first became a mom, it's not something that you're really prepared for. Mm -mm. You know, like you bring home this beautiful baby and you learn about all these things and you just, you never really hear about the amount of like times that you question should I have done this differently or you know I I feel bad because maybe I'm doing this wrong Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think I really even had an anxiety disorder like until I had kids because (laughs) and I think it was largely because of guilt because you just feel like you're not doing enough you're doing it wrong or Mm -hmm. you know and you see I I like you compare yourself to like other moms I know we talked about that on the last podcast about comparison and how that can be such a destructive thing and it's the same thing like I think that's where the guilt comes in Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree that yeah I remember when we kind of touched on comparison in one of the other podcasts one of the episodes um, and that definitely can (laughs) can play into making you feel guilty because you compare yourself to other moms or other relationships or what other people are doing and comparison is a great way to feel less than (laughs) right and just because you do it differently doesn't always mean that it's the wrong way yeah yeah so um, one one of the ways I feel like guilt presents itself for me is I feel guilty for being distracted and I know that some of that is is self-doing because I am distracted I'm busy and I think that stems from I I constantly kind of have things going and I I know that that's a little bit of my way of coping with I think a little bit with anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah I'm a little bit the same way I am a kind of bury myself in work kind of person I guess um so I I totally understand that I also feel like sometimes it's just hard to balance 
taking time for yourself and fulfilling the needs of your family because it's so important as well that you fulfill your needs and that you follow your dreams and your passions and that you do really take that time for yourself. I This is something I struggle with a lot. Um, I feel like, one, I don't have time for it. And two, um, when I take time for myself, I feel like that's time and energy and money that I could be investing into my family. And um, also, so I have my youngest is two. And anytime I want to do something during the week for myself, um, I, I have to put them in daycare. And so it's like, whatever I do, like, let's say I go get a pedicure with a friend or something, which truthfully is not really my thing. But if that's what I was going to do, <laughs> it would cost me another 50 bucks because I, yeah. I got to put them in daycare. And so that all makes me feel guilty because I know that I could be spending that and investing that in my family. So this this is definitely an area that I am not good at. I I think you definitely have it harder than me because you have like the littler kids. You know, I think I definitely felt that way when my kids were really little, mm-hmm. like babies, toddlers. Now that they're bigger, you know, like she can do a lot of stuff with me. If we go get a manicure, we can do that together. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, I definitely feel like for me, it presents like more with my husband if we want to do date night or if mm-hmm. we want to go out and just have a night to ourselves. I feel bad about that because I feel like that takes time away from we have the other kids. So it's just, yeah, that I, I see what you're saying, like taking time for yourself. And it's still so important mm-hmm. to do that I think you just have to understand that that time together as a relationship or that time for yourself in the long run, like that's going to actually do you so much better. You're going to be, a, you know, happier better, more patient mom. So I think it's really important. Yeah. I also, my, so my daughter who was eight, she, we call her a stage five clinger. My youngest is like that too. So when I do set out time for myself and then she finds out that I'm going to be doing anything, she gets really upset. Like she wants to come. And then that makes me feel guilty that I'm taking time out for myself to, you know, go, you know, go to drinks with friends or something. And she's still awake and she's clinging to me on Mm -hmm. the way out the door. And then I feel bad. Like, should I have figured out an activity she could have come with to, or should I just stay? Um, So I, yeah, you know, and like yesterday, for example, um, again, we we went shopping and mm-hmm. uh, we went to the loft and they did a gift card raffle and I won mm-hmm. I, I won this gift card. And so I am such a thrifter. I do not buy things for myself and I especially do not buy them at full price. Um, and so I it was so fun because we went and like had this discount and stuff, but I won this gift card. And then Last night, you know, I was like so excited that I had gotten all these new clothes, which I never buy new clothes for myself. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stop thinking about how I should have shared the gift card. Like oh I gosh. should have broken it up and like everybody could have had $10 and had no. a discount. And, you know, just because I won it, like I should have, I wasn't more deserving of it than anybody else. So, you know, that's just the things that Sometimes it's hard to quiet that voice in your head yeah. that's telling you um, 
that you should have done things differently or better or, you know, more generously. I mean, I thought it was great because I know, I know you're a thrifter. I know you don't. <laughs> and I love thrifting, yourself. but. Yeah, no. And, and so I just, I thought it was really cool that you won that and that you took time for yourself and really just really enjoyed yourself. No. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I'm, my closet's happy. I'm wearing <laughs> jeans and a Sherpa. I got that. I've now been in for two days I know, because I like it so much. But yes. <laughs> Well, it's important to take time for yourself in all kinds of ways. Whether you're, you know, and I think too, like what I do sometimes is if I know we're going to be going to do something, like if my husband and I have plans and we know we won't be bringing our daughter with us, then maybe we'll do something during the day, Mm -hmm. like an activity or, you know, like we take that time. For me, I feel like that definitely kind of offsets the guilt a little bit Mm -hmm. if I do that. But I think um, internalizing and dwelling for me is what sometimes I, I feel like that's when I tend to feel a little bit of guilt, you know, and it could be completely something I did not do wrong. Like it's not a, it's not something like that, like a mistake I made. It's more like I overthink, you know, like, oh, maybe I should have done it differently this mm-hmm. way or that way. And I hope I didn't hurt their feelings. And I just take it, you know, too far like that. You are definitely an overthinker. Um, <laughs> I, I've only known Shannon for, you know, a couple months now and I see that, but I, I think that, you know, I saw this meme once that said like, hold on, I need to overthink this or something. And Was it my face? No. <laughs> yeah, it came up in the Urban Dictionary <laughs> as you. Um, but I I also think that people that are overthinkers just really care about other people and um, you don't you don't want to hurt anyone. And I I definitely am a little bit of an overthinker as well, but I do think um, as I've you know, gotten older and really kind of found who I was going to be and who I wanted to be. I, I don't struggle as much with worrying I'm going to hurt people's feelings. Like I used to be, and I still am like a peacekeeper. Um, I want everybody to get along. I don't want there to be friction in relationships. Um, that does give me some level of anxiety, but I think that I've accepted a little bit that, um, you know, we, we get one life to live and you just, you kind of need to live unapologetically as you. And I, so I, I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse for 10 years. And like one of the cardinal rules of being a nurse is to do no harm. And so I think that if you're not doing any harm to other people, you know, the, people are going to interpret what you say or do or, mm-hmm. you know, put out there differently. You can't please everybody. Right. Um, and so you just kind of need to do you essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that is going to upset people and then you're going to feel guilty about it. But, um, I used to struggle with that a lot more and now I've just kind of decided that I am really not out to hurt anyone right. and um, <laughs> if somebody interpret or misinterprets something that I say and they feel hurt about it, I'm totally willing to work through that with them but um, I don't feel as guilty as I used to about just doing me. <laughs> yeah. It's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt and – I think I, I I appreciate everything you're saying. I think unapologetically being yourself is the best thing you can ever do mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that you want everybody to, you know, to to know you for you. Yeah. And to like you for who you are. And yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm definitely 
not perfect, but I'm not ever here to hurt anyone yeah. or, or offend anyone or, you know, but overthinking. Yeah. Got to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, guilt for our mistakes. So, you know, I think every, we're humans, right? Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. Um, as someone who has been divorced and um, gone through that transition in my life, obviously there was a lot of guilt that I held on for that. And, you you know, you kind of – you look at your life and you don't think to yourself, you know, someday I'm going to be divorced and then I'm going to be this. and that. <laughs> So for me, that felt like a huge mistake and mm-hmm. like at the time. And so I think that, you know, it was really important that we touch on this because – I'm sure someone is listening to us that feels guilty for something like a decision that they made that maybe they wish they hadn't or um, something that they just really feel like that guilt for. And, you know, we have to always accept the fact that we are imperfect beings and that we will make mistakes and we need to give ourselves grace. Exactly. Um, And I think that sometimes we peg things as – mistakes that maybe really aren't mistakes. So, you know, we, we can never know even things that we feel really confident about. We can never really know the outcome of every venture or every decision that we make. And you know what, sometimes it turns to just not great (laughs) outcomes, but, um, sometimes because of those outcomes that, you know, it leads to other things that maybe wouldn't have been there before. And, mm-hmm. you know, mistakes are learning opportunities and growing opportunities. Um, but it is hard to be kind of caught in the midst of the outcome of that mistake and then feel like you don't want to go back and redo it or, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, I think sometimes you are right that we need to give ourselves more grace when we when we're talking about those quote unquote mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of alongside that, I think I wanted to touch on survivor's guilt mm-hmm. because like for me I felt like it took it's taken me a long time even still now to accept the fact that you know my dad passed away and kind of in the manner that he did. Mm-hmm. Um you know, could I have done it differently or said something or done something to prevent the outcome of that. And um, I think that, you know, if you are someone who's lost someone in any way, shape, or form, you know, you definitely question your part in that. And it can be very unhealthy, you yeah. know, because it's part of the – it can be part of the grieving process. But, you know, at the end of the day, and again, this just takes me back to my faith, I am not in control of – what's going to happen with, you know, and I can't, it's not my choice. Like it wasn't my choice that my dad left and, Mm -hmm. but it took me a long time to really come to terms with that. Yeah. I think too, that it's important to understand that survivor guilt is not just, that's like a a more like all encompassing term than people think. Like it's not that, you know, you were in an accident with somebody and you were the one that survived. That could be, but it can also just be losing somebody and feeling like you didn't do enough to like step in and help that person. Um, I know I had somebody in in my life that um, passed away from an overdose and I felt like, why, why didn't I reach out more? Why, you know, could, was there some point in this process that like I could have stopped this from happening, you know? Um, And so understanding that 
survivor guilt is really for anybody that feels like they have lost somebody and um, could have changed the outcome in some way and, and mm-hmm. didn't, you know? I definitely think that therapy and counseling is is something that can really help you work through this. If this is something like if we're resonating with you and you feel like this is something you deal with, I know for me that that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Because again, we are moms. <laughs> we are just here to tell you our stories and share our experiences with you. But we are definitely not, you know, mental health professionals. Um, and we just, you know, we, we just want you to know that there's definitely um, some really good that can come out of counseling. I think that therapy is always a good idea and you don't need to be rock bottom for therapy to help you. Um, Even like, you know, in in marriage and stuff, like marriage counseling is always a good idea, you know? Mm -hmm. I think kind of along the same lines of survivor's guilt is, is when you hear things, like hear other people's struggles and you feel bad or guilty because you maybe have things going well in your life for yourself. Um, for example, the the Christmas parade and the tragedy that happened here in Wisconsin, you know, that was really hard. And it's just it's always hard for me to to hear these things and then to feel like, you know, well, we're 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 doing great. We're we're over here celebrating and happy and that that can really be hard. I struggle with that a lot, especially with um being a nurse and just really getting the privilege of working with people from all sorts of walks of life and different socioeconomic statuses and um, feeling like I'm not giving back to my community or enough. Or I was just actually telling a friend the other day uh, when I had gone out Christmas shopping for my kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I struggle with um, wanting to give my kids the entire world and then also not let them turn into entitled brats really you know and um i was buying them christmas presents and thinking like should i be building a well in africa instead you know like just i struggle with that and that's i think one of the reasons why i i don't buy things for myself is just because i um you know i i've always worked hard for what i have and um i'm I'm proud of uh, being a nurse and I'm proud of my husband for the work that he's doing and building his company. But at the same time, I feel like guilt, you know, Mm -hmm. for spending that any of that money on stuff that really isn't necessities in our life and just things that we enjoy. And uh, when maybe I should be doing more for, you know, other people that need it. Yeah, but I think that, you know, even like with with this podcast, I mean, we might not be, you know, donating money right now specifically to to a charity, but we're we're talking to people, we're hopefully helping people. I mean, I feel like it can come in so many different, you know, forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are also like having people reach out to us with their stories right now. We have a um, kind of a holiday send us your story. We would love to do something to cheer you up kind of campaign thing that we're running. And that's one of, another one of our ways of giving back. And I just think that I've seen already just in the short time I've known you, like how you do your paintings and you paint for other people and you, they're beautiful murals. Like, I mean, that's time of your, your day that you're giving. So I just think there's a lot of different ways that there's charity and ways to give it back. And it's never a bad thing to also do things for yourself. Yeah. I, 
you know, you, you bring up my painting and art and most of the, most of the artwork I do, I really do for free just because, well, one, because when I turned it into a business, the, it ended up giving me anxiety that I just like, don't like doing commissioned work because I want people to love the product and not have to pay me for it if they don't. Um, but also I think that art is a gift. It's a gift that I have. And so I like to give it as a gift. Um, but one of the other things I struggle with, with that is saying no, because Mm I, you know what? I am, I am a really good artist. I don't mean to like toot my horn, but I love doing it and I think I'm good at it. And so I do have a lot of people that reach out that want murals or want this or that. And, um, it's not that I don't want to do them for them, I do want to do it, but I know that I should be better at kind of drawing that line because I can't say no. I, I literally yeah. say yes to basically everybody. And um, then this thing that's therapeutic for me turns into something that causes stress and anxiety because I feel like I'm on these timelines and like I have to get them done. Um, and I think that's with parenting, that's easy to get sort of trapped into two when mm-hmm. you're maybe you're the coach of three different teams and you sit on the school board and you, you know, or for work. Um, and so the inability to say no sometimes can cause uh, more damage for you right. <laughs> than what it causes or what it provides good for other people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially if you're overloading yourself and you can't be available then to your family or to, you know, yourself. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And I think that it's even this way sometimes with your kids. Like you were just saying, you don't want to give your kids too much because you're afraid that if you do, like that could actually be like worse for them in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I have kids now that are in college, you know, and like you're always – a mom, you know, no matter how old they get and they're always going to need you and you do, you just like wonder at what point do you sort of just say, okay, you're an adult now, like you're on your own and, but yet, you know, they still need you, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know you're not there yet, but it's a, (laughs) it's a whole nother world. Um, and you love them, you know, but so saying, like saying no can be really hard, whether it's to your loved ones or to, you know, just people that you know are in need. Um, I think we, we both talk about this, you know, offline that we just want to do as much as we can um, for people. And this is one of our ways of doing this. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, I think, again, it's okay to say no when when you need to. I, um, you know, I, I've been a nurse for 10 years and recently I kind of left the normal workforce to sort of man things at home. And um, I thought, oh, I'll have so much more time to fulfill these projects that I won't have to say no as much, even though I never said no before anyways. <laughs> and what I'm finding is I don't have any more time than I did before because being a mom is a full-time job. But um, I, I've i been struggling with, one, be, being a nurse in, in a pandemic and then mm-hmm. leaving that workforce is really hard for me because I feel guilty for not contributing in that way. And I think, you know, as a working mom, it's so easy to feel guilty that you're not contributing enough to your family. I felt like that, um, like I was so kind of strapped to my career. And then 
when I left, then I wanted to go back and, and, you know, be in the workforce. And then I felt guilty that, you know, why don't I love being a stay at home mom? Why is this so hard for me? Why is it so hard for me to spend time with my family and want something more? Um, and so now I'm, I'm like, oh, I miss labor and delivery yeah. and I want to go back and I feel guilty about that. So it's like, I felt sure. guilty when I was working and I feel guilty when I'm not working. And <laughs> I mean, this is why we even did this as a topic. We could talk about guilt, I think for mm-hmm. more than one episode. And I think you just hit two huge areas as a parent, how, yes, like being a working mom and you know, being like being gone from the home and just feeling guilty about that. And I remember like school projects being so elaborate and thinking to myself, like, how can I get this done and still work? And there's all these things that happen in school that are very demanding of parents. And it's like, how can any mom or dad work <laughs> and still yes. commit to the school, you know, sometimes? But, um, oh my gosh. And then during the pandemic, that was a whole nother thing, like the virtual school stuff. Um, but being a stay-at-home mom is a very hard. I've done it, you know, throughout my life with my kids at all different ages of their lives. I stayed home and I remember feeling the exact same way. It's like that is also not just – you don't just get to stay home and lay around and not do anything. I mean, your kids need you and they need something all the time and you're mm-hmm. – and you kind of don't get that like adult interaction. And so you feel bad because you kind of miss being back at work. So I definitely Absolutely. feel like you you hit two really things like popular things that people feel. Yeah. I think too, some people um, use the phrase like, we're just surviving or something like, oh, my, my child's having a lot of screen time because we're just trying to survive here. But you're not like you are the, the reason you feel like that is because you are providing so much to your family and you are so stretched because you're doing all of the things and um, you're not just surviving. You're, right. you're feeding your family and, and just doing everything that they need. And um, maybe some days it feels like, oh, my gosh, I just I should have done more. Or I, sh- you know, I should have interacted with my kids more. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, at the end of, you know, the year or when your kids go to college, they're still going to be lovely, well-adjusted yep. people because you've just you've invested so much love and energy into them, even on days where you just feel like you just weren't enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope for any of you listening to this podcast today, if this is something that you're feeling that you know we we touched on that you can relate to, um, I'm hoping that you can at least not feel alone in this, and that you can recognize areas where you know what maybe don't feel guilty about these things because it's completely it's completely normal and you know if the fact that you care i think says it all yep i think that people that care are people that feel guilty <laughs> so if if you're if you're struggling with that part just know it's because you're awesome and you care and that we think you're incredible and um you know what, send this podcast to somebody that you know that struggles with the same thing because our goal is just to kind of reach as many people as we can and um, help help uh, through people's walk through their journey with mental health. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Heart and Home Podcast. You can always reach out to us anytime at theheartandhomepodcast at gmail.com. 
And you can also find us on Instagram. We will be back next week with another episode and we hope you'll join us then. Have a great week.